0: The Winnipeg Jets have finally uh, introduced Nino Niederreiter to the team, a first game against the LA Kings. And while Niederreiter didn't exactly have any points to record, he did have quite the memorable game. The Jets also scored five goals, but fell just short in a 6-5 shootout loss. We'll dive into this game, as well as some major trade deadline action, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets Doing so is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to get started. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, uh, the Jets obviously just played the Kings, didn't exactly go as well as the Jets were hoping for. Uh, Winnipeg kind of got caught on, you know, a penalty kill mistake. Uh, a couple of, you know, tip deflections and things on some blown coverages. We had an instance of Dylan Sandberg slipping. And unfortunately, you know, the Jets conceded four goals to Anze Kopitar. And it just felt like for all of the good that Winnipeg did in this game. And, you know, the Jets were actually pretty okay. They created a lot of offensive pressure. They had more zone cycles going. The effort was there. Josh Morrissey had a two goal game. Kevin Stenlin scored twice for all of that. The Jets just kind of still got a little bit in their own way. And Hellebuck wasn't quite at the Vesna level that we're usually used to. So, you know, on the one hand, the loss really sucks. I guess the the positive spin is that, you know, Calgary ended up losing in overtime to the Boston Bruins. So uh, the point gap, I think, is at at five points right now between the Jets and Flames. Um, But obviously, Winnipeg is very much teetering on that edge they're only five points above the playoff line, which is a little bit scary for a team that was second in the division uh, just a few weeks ago. So Winnipeg, uh, obviously in very dire straits, and I think the Doomer side of our fan base and of myself personally has definitely been feeling more of that for the past month or two. N- not so much that the Jets are are going to miss the playoffs for certain, but that Winnipeg really needs to smarten up um, and adjust course. I mean, we we've seen this team really take a a back step over the past several weeks. Um, We've talked at length about it, so I I don't know how much is really worth rehashing here. But all of that to say, the Jets really need to smarten up and try and figure out, you know, what does this team look like here after Friday uh, when the trade deadline passes, which kind of brings me to um, a a really big discussion around the rest of how how this week is going to go. We're going to talk later about some of the actual trades and how those will actually impact what Winnipeg is after because a number of the players the Jets are still chasing for are are likely involving suitors that might now be out of the races and runnings for some of these players. But in the meantime, you know, the Jets, I think they're still consolidating and figuring out, you know, what one of their major needs is. Nita Ryder slotted into the third line this evening. He looked pretty comfortable. Um I think we saw that he likes to take really good close-in shots, had a couple of good scoring opportunities against Phoenix Copley, which, you know, is always really welcome to see. Uh, he had a big hit against Sean Durtsy. Uh I think that brought, like, the ire of either Alex Ay- Ayofalo or Adrian Kempe. Adrian Kempe, I don't exactly remember who it was, but uh, Nita Ryder had basically, like, a, a five-minute major or something from, like, fighting, I guess it was, uh, although it was more of, like, a wrestling match, if we're being honest. All that to say, um, you know, the Jets were were physical. I thought that they were at times fast and, and, you know, looks like a really good fit for this team. But you can sort of tell that at the end of the day, the Jets still need uh, a scoring contributor to help balance out the top six. Connor Shifley wheeler actually had a pretty solid game. So, you know, despite our reservations about that unit linking up together, I thought that they were pretty decent. Uh, the second line, you know, uh it was okay. I mean, we're we're still missing Dubois and Lowry is just not really the kind of guy who is going to uh, really anchor a top six unit. Well, you know, I think Nino really did his best to try and help elevate that unit. But the reality is Lowry just, I mean, he is a guy who's more sensible as a fourth line center, less so as somebody deputized to anchor that second line role honestly, if I had a choice, I might have actually looked at Morgan Barron uh, taking over that spot instead. I think for me, Barron might be one of the more underrated Jets on this team. Um, He's been quietly very interesting and somebody who really shows good flashes of skill mixed with good forechecking ability and a willingness to crash the net. And it feels like if you give him skill to work with, there might be something there. Kind of like David Gustafson, right? I think Barron maybe doesn't have... Um, the elite instincts that Gustafson has, but in terms of hard work ethic and some of the technical flair and skill that you like to see in a middle six role, Baron seems like he's really fitting in nicely there, so uh, positive there. Now, for the rest of the game, uh, you might be wondering about the defensive blunders. Sandberg had a really rough outing, unfortunately. Uh, Pionk was also really, really bad and then Stanley, um, he was a seventh defender as they dressed 11 forwards, and Logan was, yeah, uh, really bad cross checking penalty. Um, I think that one resulted in a goal against, if I recall correctly, uh, even if it didn't, you know, just not really a necessary penalty to take it all, and I, I just see not much of a future there, but, you know, Stanley is evidently very much being uh, talked about as a trade piece, and it sounds like According to Friedman, a number of teams are talking about him. So I imagine by the end of Friday, Stanley will be on the move. I think the biggest question is who else and what else will be on the way out. So we'll talk about all of that in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field or the ice, in this case for hockey, you're looking for, you know, a team of MVPs. And just like uh, that team of MVPs that we're watching with the Jets, you need those in your office, too. If you're hiring, that's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't have to pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hunting for the candidates with the right qualifications and skills, you need one hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the process, helping you find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed's Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a host a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. You can only pay for quality app- applications that meet your must-have requirements. So again, Indeed offers great customer service because they know that when you're looking for the best candidates, you're not going to just pay for anyone. I think, you know, one of the most important things though with Indeed and what makes it just a really attractive service to me is that it delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. You really can't go wrong. When one of the most popular job hiring services out there I've actually used Indeed myself uh when I was you know looking to apply to a number of job positions, it was super easy, super straightforward. And you can start hiring right now with a seventy five dollar sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. Offer is valid through march thirty first. Go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your seventy-five dollar credit right now. Again, that is before march thirty first. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions to apply. Need to apply need to hire? You need indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on this conversation about Winnipeg versus L.A. We uh, talked about the Jets having an OK game, certainly a better effort than some of the other games that they've played recently, but still kind of fell short and lost. Um, You know, not not great for the standings, if we're being honest, but fun debut for Nino Niederreiter and some highlights from Josh Morrissey and a number of other players in even if uh, maybe Hellebuck wasn't quite as sharp as we'd like and some of the defenders kind of blew some coverages, but it is what it is. Uh, in the meantime, though, the NHL has been really active in the trade market and, you know, we'll be talking about trade deadline stuff all throughout the rest of the week, but, you know, the rest of the locked on NHL network will be doing the same on their podcasts. The NHL deadline is Friday, March 3rd, and you can join us live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as our Locked On hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. You can follow Locked On, of course, on YouTube or all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Locked On NHL is available for you every day because it is your team every day. Now, circling back to the Jets, obviously, uh, Winnipeg is trying to do something. We don't really know what yet, but. Nino Niederreiter is just the first of what may be multiple acquisitions, hoping for a big day. But like I said, the Jets are in on a couple of players that a number of teams were chasing. Timo Meyer was one of the big ones. That did not pan out. One of the other players, though, is Jakob Chikrin. and Chikrin has a number of suitors. Uh, names like Columbus have been you know, bandied about. We've also heard something about the Senators briefly. The Oilers were in on him. Uh, who else? LA was in on him. And now some of those suitors have actually backed out because they've already got their guide. Uh The Oilers traded for uh, Madius Ekholm, exchanging a, a pretty big package for Ekholm, one that I was kind of like a little bit surprised for, um, or a little bit surprised by. Uh, so basically, you, you got Ekholm in exchange for Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, uh, a 2023 first round pick, and a fourth round pick. And going with Ekholm back the other way, was a 2024 six-rounder for reasons, I guess. Um, this, for me, is kind of an expensive package for like a guy who is essentially a second-pairing defender. I don't even know if Ekholm's puck movement ability is all that elite anymore. Um, defensively, I don't even know if he's like uh, where he used to be. I think he's definitely tailed off as he started to age. For the Oilers, I guess it makes okay sense, Um Maybe the price for Chikrin was just way too much for Edmonton to really stomach. And that's why they sort of backed off. Uh, But Chikrin for me is obviously the much better player and somebody that I think really would have been a a great fit for that back end that really prizes mobility and offensive upside over defensive stability. The Kings were also in on him, but uh, just recently within the past couple of hours, as I'm recording this, they have actually traded for uh, Gavrikov from the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've also picked up Jonas Corposalo. Going back the other way, we know that there's at least a first-round pick of some sort. And uh, Jonathan Quick, of course, uh, apparently is being (laughs) sent back. So that was fascinating. Um, Very tough news, if we're being honest for Quick, because he was actually on the flight with all of his teammates heading back to L.A. when he got the news. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, having spent his entire career with L.A., it was very difficult to hear the news. Um, so like on a personal level, it really does suck. You know, it sort of has those similar vibes of when that story about Gallant with the whole taxi thing broke. Uh, that story obviously didn't have quite the same circumstances and it turns out the Panthers weren't really as much of the villains as they were made out to be, but here, yeah, this one is just a really tough one and, uh, I'm sure that was not an easy return trip. It sounds like quick is pretty pissed, which you'd imagine. So, I mean, the Kings are finally back on the playoff March. They just beat the Jets Things were really riding high, and suddenly you find yourself uh, moving to the Blue Jackets, who are unfortunately for him uh, bottom feeders. So, um, Gavrikov, for me, I, I really feel again is not the player uh, and the top level defender that I really would have chased. I think he's probably in that Ekholm tier nowadays, maybe even a lesser player. But you know, for the Jets, all of this is really good because Checkers is basically sitting right there now. Winnipeg is one of the last teams that's really going to have the sort of assets and cap space to really make a play. And intriguingly, both Chikrin and uh, Bugstad were scratched together, which maybe means that uh, the Jets are actually about to do a multiplayer trade here. Um, You can imagine this would probably involve one of the big prospects in Lucius or Lambert, maybe another Chisholm-type defender or a Heinola, and then Uh, a first-rounder or two, probably some kind of a roster player. I mean, we're talking a big, big package here. Now, theoretically, could you fit in Schmaltz or something instead of of Bukestad? Maybe. But I think the salary would really have to work out, and I doubt the Yotes are really planning to take back salary. So um, maybe this is a deal in which Logan Stanley gets included. I would probably move Stanley separately because I feel like you could fill a different need doing that, maybe a pick of some sort or a forward player. I don't really know. We're going to wait and see how that one shakes out. But all of this to say, the trick Room deal should be coming pretty soon, and it may not be all that shocking if it is to Winnipeg. Now, like I said, there were some other deals that uh, occurred in the meantime. We'll talk about those and how the market continues to shake out for the Jets. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 with bonus bets when your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point spreads to even the number of threes drained. I don't really follow basketball myself, but of course, the whole LeBron James uh, scoring race and the chase for history continues to be super impressive. He's already broken the record. Now it's up to him to set how far he wants his career scoring to go and ultimately uh, how to rewrite the history books. So you can place a bet on that if you want. You can also bet on things like who the next champion might be, whether it's the Celtics or somebody else. Or maybe you still love Steph Curry and you want to bet that he's going to continue to be one of the most elite three shooters in the league. Whatever you're interested in, you can win even more by combining your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, Obviously, we're taking a look um, at Winnipeg and the NHL trade market, which has continued to evolve around the Jets. Uh, Winnipeg itself hasn't really been super, super active, but they picked up Nino Niederreiter, and it sounds like they're doing even more to try and make some acquisitions. We'll see who that is by uh, Friday, but... In the meantime, some of the biggest deals have continued continued to go down. Uh, we've seen Patrick Kane traded to the New York Rangers in exchange for a second rounder and a fourth rounder, plus a number of like smaller contracts and things. Bas- you know, basically to balance out the cap and books. Um, for me, this trade, obviously, I'm not really a big Kane fan, uh, and at this stage of his career, I really have no idea what level of player he even is now. Maybe like a third line middle six score. For the Rangers, I mean, it's a big sniper who you can put on your power play and basically just ask him to shoot. That's all you really need him to do anyways. So uh, if New York's goal, I guess, is to load up with as many aging, you know, finishers as possible, they're doing a great job of it so far with Kane and Tarasenko joining, you know, guys like Panarin uh, and Zabanjat. So interesting team, um, definitely getting up there in years. And they seem to be going all in, as the rest of the East is want to do, as it's been a huge nuclear arm race, uh, as all of the top Eastern teams have really been loading up. Uh, Another trade that we saw earlier today um, involves the the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals. The Leafs have exchanged um, Rasmus Sandin in exchange for Eric Gustafson. And I think there was supposed to be a pick involved there. I thought I remembered like a first rounder of some sort, although Track hasn't actually updated that part yet. So Sandedeed for Gustafson and the pick is very interesting for both teams. I think the Maple Leafs are really doing smart trades so far. They acquired Luke Shen for a third rounder. Uh, they've already done the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Eric Gustafson will probably be a very easy fit into their um, offensive blue line plans. Like I said, everyone is really loading up. Um, and from uh, the caps, actually they've traded away Marcus Johansson to the uh, Minnesota wild. Minnesota also picked up uh, Gustav Nyquist. I mean, they've basically been trading like third and fourth round picks um, really low end picks here to try and do budget chopping, kind of like the jets do. But in terms of like where a lot of the movement is, it's all out East. The Eastern conference has been making the biggest moves, uh, the most forward acquisitions, the real goal scoring changes. So All I can say is if you're a fan of an Eastern Conference team and your team hasn't picked up a Timo Meyer or something, I'm sorry for you because there's a good chance that your squad's about to get curb stomped in the postseason. For the Jets, now is the time to kind of be a little bit patient. I think this is actually a really ideal situation. If you're shovel day off, who really likes to wait until the last second to make some acquisitions? Maybe Chickren's price comes down. Maybe JBR is exchanged for like a fifth rounder or something. Anything is possible. We're hearing Brock Besser or JT Miller to the Pens. So much is happening. <coughs> <coughs> Which uh, all of this movement is good for the Jets because the prices are coming down. And if you're Winnipeg waiting until the last second, that can only mean good things if you want to scoop up a few budget players uh, who bring some noticeable impact to really fortify your middle six. But hopefully. The Jets get a big upgrade from somewhere and can consolidate some of the existing assets into uh, more efficient uses of cap space if you catch my drift. Now, we'll talk about whatever that is and what it looks like for the Jets over the next several days, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Again, like I said, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Be sure to make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. It brings you every moment, every top performance, and every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow uh, Game to Game on Locked On NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. My name is Harrison Lee. I'm the host of Locked On Jets. I thank you so much for joining us tonight for tonight's episode. That'll be all the time that we have. We will see you here back tomorrow. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.